Right then, welcome or welcome back to the Midnight Podcast, where we have super in-depth, authentic, super transparent, open conversations with an array of different entrepreneurs from many different industries. I really want to make this a podcast known for going super in-depth on loads of topics that other podcasts are scared to speak about. I feel like most stuff out there these days is just super surface level, super vanilla, and doesn't really answer the questions that viewers and listeners want to hear. So that's what we're trying to do. Keep it real and keep it raw. I'm sure you'll get a huge amount of value listening or watching the pod wherever you are. And if you do, don't forget to subscribe, recommend it to a friend, leave a like and a comment and just let us know what you think. And yeah, really hope you enjoy this episode. Right, fellas, back with episode 18 of the Midnight Pod. You'll notice we're in a different location for once. We're actually in Dubai, like we're taking this shit global. This is not the main reason I'm here, but I thought while I'm here, getting some sun, meeting new people, we'll try and get a few pods in. Um, and I guess we have Seth Siddiqui. That's, that's yeah, the correct way to say your name, right? You got it right. This is a fucking freestyle episode, I guess. Like all our episodes, to be honest. Um, I literally met this guy once, like maybe three, four weeks ago on the top of Soho House, which I'm still trying to get a fucking membership of, by the way, if anyone can help, please shoot me a DM. And then a mate was telling me like your background and like some of the stuff you've done. Josh, shout out yeah, Josh. Yeah, Josh, shout out Josh for sure. Yeah. And Arsalan, by the way, who's 100%. kindly letting us use his sick flat for this podcast. I literally arrived feeling like shit and I've still got a bit of a blot nose. Forgot to bring a bottle of wine as a thank you. And, and now yeah. we're drinking his McCallum. Now we're drinking his McCallum. <laughs> yeah, is that what you say? McCallum fucking McCallan, whiskey. Yeah. And I'm not a whiskey drinker, but yeah, try and make it up for him. But yeah, shout out to those guys. So I guess, yeah, first question, mm. as usual, it's not even really a question, but just like, in this case, I feel like it's more relevant because I've literally got tiny bits of your, what you do and like your background and shit. Yeah. But I've not fucking researched. And Amazing. it'd be great to I hear from that. the horse's mouth. That's great. So yeah, just tell me what you do, who you are, and we can dive into a load of weird shit. All right, cool. So my name is Seth. Um, born and raised in Holland. Um, I've been in London for the last 15 years. Yeah, 15 years now. Pretty much like half of my life. And the last like five, six years, I've also been spending a lot of time in New York and Los Angeles, where um, essentially because I started a fashion brand uh, back in, uh, what is it, 2000. 16, yeah, 2016 in the summer, I launched a fashion brand and that sort of went viral on the internet. Um, and yeah, ever since that, I've just been traveling the world and that's why I'm in Dubai right now. I'm opening a, a little store in the Mall of Emirates. Yeah. It's super exciting. I've never been to Dubai really, so this is quite a. Oh, really? Yeah, this is like a very I, random I'd probably trip. stereotype you and think this guy goes to Dubai all the time. I have never been to Dubai before. Oh really? This yeah, is the first time. This is the first time. Fuck. Okay. And I literally fair. just came out with like no intention and like just figure it out. Yeah. And these people from the Mall of Emirates reached out and yeah, I have no idea how long I'm going to be here for. I'm like freestyling the whole thing. Yeah, yeah it's super fun. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So essentially, yeah, uh, I have a fashion brand and then I work in the solar industry as well. Um, I have a big aim to try and help as many people as we as I can with like solar panels and, and just, you know, helping this thing called energy poverty, which I'm uh, yeah. pretty big on. And um, yeah, and then I have a little consulting agency and, and a marketing agency and a few things. A, a few different yeah, things. Yeah, a few other things. It's always, it's always a hard question, really, when someone asks me, what do you do? Because I'm like, I'm doing... Finger and like multiple seven, pies type yeah, of guy. Yeah. Yeah, so the fashion brand... 
that's the am I right that, that's the scarves for celebrities to stop paparazzi yeah that's the one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's fucking interesting yeah, and weird and crazy cool. at the same time yeah tell me about that where did that come from um so I um thought it would be cool to just ruin pictures like um cause at some point everyone was taking pictures of everything food and people and yeah. we would go to like clubs or restaurants and there would be random people like snapchatting and taking pictures and then it would be posted the next day online without anyone's consent and I don't know if you remember like a couple of years ago when Facebook had this like moment where people that were going for like job interviews and like tagged pictures was like a thing yeah yeah and um essentially it was around that time when I realized I was like all right, everyone always wants a perfect picture, but I'm sure there's going to be people that don't want pictures of them taken. And um, yeah, so that was the main idea. Like, I'm sort of an introvert as well, so mm. I'm, I'm not always like, I don't know, I find it weird when people just take pictures that I don't know and I'm, to be in pictures, essentially. And then, um, yeah, because, um, and then celebrities jumped on top of it because um, obviously they're very prone to, um, uh, well, the privacy is a big thing to them. Um, just because paparazzi and you know fans and, and people just like attack them all the time, so they really know what what they have privacy concerns essentially, and you know that that moves into like safety and security and and all that fun stuff. Yeah. So um, so yeah, and then celebrities jumped on it, and then it went viral in 2016, and ever since that, it's not just scarves. We also do like fashion, like clothes. I I do interior design, pillowcases, curtains. I can wrap cars. And so. is it all like anti-picture spec? Yeah, this this first That's the whole premise of the brand, right? No. Or is it not? No. This is this okay. is this is like the intro to what I'm trying to yeah. do, right? So this is just a stepping stone to uh, all the other tech products that I want to I want to launch essentially. Yeah. I have like a whole list of products that I've always wanted to to launch under under the same brand. Under the same brand. Yeah. yeah. And um this this um, anti paparazzi thing essentially yeah. is sort of like I could you could you could call it like the first collection or the first drop yeah, yeah. and then from here I want to go into something completely different under the same brand uh, yeah. but not fashion related so I just really want to take it into like the tech world and and, and that kind of thing. Fuck. So it's not a clothing brand. It's not though. a clothing brand. That's interesting. Yeah. It's what's, just what's the it first called, part. By the way? What's it called? It's called Issue. Yeah, because I, I did have a look. I'm just fucking shit with names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I-S-H-U. Um, and then the Instagram thing is, what's the issue? So some people get confused. They're like, oh, is that oh, the yeah, brand's yeah. name? I'm like, no, it's just issue. It was just like some... Yeah, you have to get the username somehow. Yeah, some yeah. little weird name around so it. So it wasn't started aimed at celebrities, just just mm-hmm. random people like you or I that would want to yeah. fucking not be in pictures. Yeah, so you're the same. I can vibe that you're the same kind of person that you find it a bit weird if people were just randomly taking pictures of you in, in clothes that's probably because I always like fucking shit in pictures like I'll go out for a night out with the boys and there'll be one picture I get sent and it's me and my eyes shut or smiling and my teeth just look like I need to go to like the Middle East and get them sorted but, yeah yeah that's interesting and then you mentioned like Jay-Z and shit off camera before which I don't want to be that guy that fucking dies yeah. into that what's the crack because like Josh was telling me you have all these like celebrity contacts and, yeah. and whatever is that is that a result of the brand or is that like that is a result of the brand essentially yeah yeah um so the the, the brand when i came up <clears> with it was because i'm an entrepreneur i like having different businesses and doing a bunch of different things and i know the power of of uh celebrities um you know so i get to work with them on so many different fronts not just on the brand but you know helping them get brand deals and i help startups and young ceos reach people that they could never 
essentially reach or even pay for. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm in a fun position now where I get to like essentially just help people, which is my main aim of all the businesses that we, that we, uh, that we launch, you know? Yeah. yeah. And going back then, because I, I feel like we've missed a load of stuff, whether that's yeah. intentional or not. You said you started that in 2016. Yeah. Yeah. And you're how old now? I'm 34. All right, cool. Yeah. So you started so I was 28 you, yeah. at the time. Yeah. What were you doing before that? I guess like primarily in your twenties, like kind of career time, I suppose mm. for most people. So there was a, there was a long period. So I, I worked at William Morris and IMG for five years in Chiswick in Richmond area. In oh London. yeah, so, yeah, near me. Um, and uh, IMG is uh, International Management Group, which um, essentially they own part of Wimbledon. Well, they own Wimbledon, Wembley Stadium. Uh, they Wait, film. Is this IMG? Is in like the IMG mo- World? The, the models. So that's a department. So that's a department within the IMG conglomerate. Yeah, yeah. So you have IMG models, you have IMG sports, you have IMG media, you have IMG entertainment. Yeah. Um, they own all of the rights to, for example, all of Premier League. So all of the footage is owned by one company. And then if another company or a brand wants to use the footage, they have to buy it from IMG Archive. Yeah. Then there's IMG sponsorship, which does Wimbledon and Wembley. And so I worked with them for like five, six years uh, in London. And um uh, from there, I, I just I essentially I just worked there to understand what corporate life is like. Yeah. Because um, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur and start my own business, and um, it was sort of just like a stepping stone of like figuring it out what the industry means from a agency point of view. Mm. So I managed a couple of football clubs, a couple of football players. I still do that on the side, like when a football player needs like a Nike deal or an Adidas deal or something. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll hook them up. Um, so I did that for a couple of years. I was always interested in like managing and consulting different brands and, and organizations. And um, what I did as well, um, ever since I was 14, I, I just started creating different patents and products, yeah. like designing new things and inventing products essentially. And a couple, there was a couple of good hits in there. Um, 99% of them failed, like the products that I thought would be quite cool. So I watched I, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids way too many times as oh, a yeah, kid. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen that. That's basically Classic. it. Classic. Yeah, so in, inventing stuff and, and connecting the dots for people, that's that's what I've always done. Yeah, fuck, this this already seems like a fucking, we could go down so many angles. There's, yeah, there's that's, a lot that's of things the problem. Here. I'm like, I just never know which direction <clears throat> it could go, you know? So Yeah, cool. Yeah. It's, it's a fucking very colourful career so far, it sounds like. So inventing stuff like what was some stuff that, that actually worked and, and went well and what the was scarf the context is one. yeah the scarf is one um, then me and my family we had um, a patent well we have a patent which is any woven fabric around any sports ball which essentially means that Nike or Adidas cannot make a football or a basketball out of cotton denim any woven fabric so what we did was we created a football made out of raw denim and then in Holland we have yeah. a street football culture yeah, yeah. so you would manually like you would play with them uh, play with the ball on the streets and so you'd manually stonewash this football so it'd get like rips and cuts and tears sort of like how we buy jeans now yeah, yeah. so it adds like this whole dimension of of a football or a basketball or a tennis ball so we still own the patent so um, that's one of the products that did really well we started licensing that out to a bunch of different people brands I mean sorry um, then I have a couple of inventions in the solar space as well and it's just just waiting for tech or for the market to catch up at some point yeah. and then it just works so there's a lot of things parked essentially for when the time is right yeah. and then we just launch it yeah i'm gonna to struggle to name this podcast on youtube because it'd be like <laughs> there's so many fucking topics 
Yo, fellas, quick one. First bit of promo for the pod. You may or may not have heard, I released a fucking e-com course a few months ago. Basically spent like six months making it because I was in between businesses, as you probably know, if you follow my shit. I must say, 12 hours long, it's fucking quality content. I was gonna drop it at like 1,500 quid with some bullshit guru-y webinar and all that rubbish, but as you know, it's not my main thing. I'm working on a new brand right now, very, very fucking much in the trenches, which is why I think it's actually a better course than everything else out there, because it's built on real experience of my brands in the past and my current one. I think it's super, super valuable. If you're interested in e-com, you're already in e-com, and you want it to get into e-com, zero to one, starting a brand from scratch, then definitely worth investing in. Link is in the bio of this video, or podcast, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever the fuck you're listening or watching, and enjoy the rest of the pod. So, yeah. coming on to the, the solar energy thing you mentioned, yeah. What's the deal with that? How did that start? What is that? Okay. Where is that going? So I lived in India for five years and like normally uh, we could sit in a place like this and then all of a sudden like the electricity would like switch off. Yeah. Like total like regional like blackouts. Yeah. And so I was there from like a young age and I saw this happening. Like I saw I was there for five, six years and you know, the energy, like the, the poverty levels in India and other places like that are, it's, it's not, it's not a good look, you know? Mm. So I've, I've always been sort of keen on trying to help as many people as we can. And then I realized I found out the numbers that there's 1.2 billion people that suffer from energy poverty where they don't have as much Never as a light bulb. Never heard that term, but yeah, it makes sense. Energy poverty. It's crazy. It's yeah. literally one seventh of the planet doesn't have a light bulb at home. Or even in their huts or whatever. Yeah. Which is a lot of people, right? Yeah, fuck. And we're sitting in like Dubai and we complain if our Wi-Fi doesn't work yeah, or, fuck, you know. Very like, true. I feel feel very spoiled in, in that sense. And in, being in the year that we're in and like the technology evolvements, I'm like, we should be able to like work together somehow to figure out this little thing of giving them a light bulb and then who knows what kids can do like they can do their homework at night and maybe that one kid who's doing their homework all of a sudden cures COVID yeah you know what I mean but yeah. just by giving them a simple light bulb and it was also inspired by Akon the music artist yeah yeah like he started like donating light bulbs to I think he's reached like 400 million people now which is a big number, you know? Yeah. Um, but there's still a billion people left. So I'm like, if I can just contribute to that a little bit, then at least I've done my job by the time I pass away or something, you know? So just try and get light bulbs out there. Solar technology is evolving. It's getting better. Uh, the whole world's talking about it. The only problem right now is batteries, but I think that's slowly gonna gonna improve over the next couple of years. And it's just a very interesting space because um, solar energy, essentially, a lot of people jumped on it but they jumped on it too soon. Yeah. So when people started investing into solar, solar panels were really expensive. And over time, obviously you want to make the product a lot cheaper, so the prices dropped. So all the people that were really into it lost a lot of money, so they kind of hate it at the moment, so they're not a big fan of it. Yeah. Um, however, like technology is getting better, so I feel like slowly the world will get there. There's a lot of good solar initiatives going on and you know. So, so is, is it a charity then, or are you trying to build a technology that makes light easier to access these people via solar basically. yeah i'm it's I, I don't even know what to call it to be really honest i don't, I don't it's I don't a venture it's, of some yeah sort. it's a, it's a passion project yeah like, i'm not saying it's a non-profit i'm not saying it's a charity i'm not saying it's a business it's just something that is humane and it's something important for us to do like it just makes so much sense yeah you know so yeah that's that's my like biggest passion so all these other things that i do like this issue brand and the scarf and the clothes and the celebrities essentially they're all stepping stones to try and get 
raise awareness for it at yeah. least that's at least the least I can do so whenever I do interviews I'd like I'd love to talk about that way more than I do mm. talking about a Jay-Z or a Kevin yeah, Hart yeah. or like all these celebrities and stuff because you know it's I mean it makes a good clickbait thing I get it yeah. you know but there's much more to it you know yeah so yeah solar, solar to me I'm very passionate about it and I don't know exactly how I'm gonna do it like one of my life goals is to just just bring solar panels to the world that's it so yeah mad that's that's a fucking good goal I guess yeah so where is that now then like in terms of impact that's had so far or like what like the next step is yeah or is it still like early stages no we've we've actually donated quite a lot like I've built I've helped um, I've provided solar panels to schools in like um, in refugee areas I've donated about 100,000 lanterns to different places I've donated like we've 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 created a couple of cool solar panel products. So where I'm with it now is I'm creating consumer facing solar panel products. Yeah. Cuz right now my how I look at it is um solar panels look very industrial, they're very confusing. You don't really know what it's it's not sexy. Um so I'm building a brand around solar panels essentially to make it a bit more cool, make it a bit more sexy, make it a bit more clean, yeah. change the packaging, change the the description of it, the usage of it, all of that fun stuff. So um one of the main products that I'm launching next year is a solar powered basketball hoop which essentially is basketball hoops that you see outside. Yeah. I've taken out the backboard and put a solar panel in there. And then there's a light hanging over it, and there's a speaker yeah, yeah. inside, and a charger at the bottom of the hoop, so that kids can play at night. And it's That's all a fucking good idea, right? Yeah, it's, I, it's I such a simple so. concept, but it's I so guess simple. especially in like third world countries, that would be mad. Exactly, because they have light and they can play sport. Yeah, so, so that's the next that's, Kobe Bryant's coming out of that shit, potentially. Potentially, you know. Yeah. And to me, like I had this like random idea one day. I'm like, oh, solar powered basketball hoops. And then I'm thinking, oh, I'm sure someone's tried it or, you know, I'm sure it exists. And then I Googled it and there's not a single picture that I found online or any indication of it, which then blows my mind. I'm like, yeah. if you look at America, how big that country is, how many entrepreneurs there are, how many tech entrepreneurs there are, how yeah. big the sport is over there. I'm like, no one's ever put one on one together and put a solar panel in the backboard, which is already the size of a solar panel. And these things are already outside. Like it just... Just maybe, blows yeah, my mind. Do you think that's because maybe they can't make enough money from it or something? I don't know. Maybe the, the motive's not right in, in the Western world yeah. for most things, probably. How are you funding this sort of shit then? All out of like, my genuinely. own pocket. Yeah, yeah, it's all out of my own pocket. Like, I'm, I'm very. Like, if I want to do something, I believe in it myself <clears> and I just do it all from my own. at my own speed as well. Yeah. So it's not like. I don't have Elon Musk money. So I can't like, you know, just Does do anyone. Like, I guess I mean, no one technically is what's number one. Technically, yeah. Um no, it's all it's all passion really and I figure it out as I go along with everything. And I think like I come up like this issue brand for example. Um we don't I mean it's advertised on the website a little bit, but we donate with every single sale that we make. So every, even if I sell a scarf to like a fancy person out of that, you know, th- there's a good profit margin on there. Yeah. So I get to sort of redirect the budget to try and fund the solar business. So that's how I currently do it. Yeah. So, yeah, which is why the, the, the fashion thing is important for me. That's why I'm opening Mall of Emirates store and like all these pop-ups that I'm doing around the world is to essentially just fund all of these solar project, uh, projects of mine. 
far. So that's like the North Star. And everything else is yeah. just either like far or leads towards that. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Do you think, was there a point, well, two-part question. Do you think then that, that, that you get more pleasure, satisfaction, fulfillment, whatever, from the pursuit of that rather than making money then? 1,000%. And, and, and was there a point, a significant point when you realized that? Yes. Like I had that switch? That's an interesting, yes. Because um, I feel like I've had similar things. <clears throat> yeah, I think a lot of people Not quite go the same, it. but... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe like guys growing up when they get to a certain point. You know what it was? It was Shopify, you know? Like the, the noise that you get on your phone, cha-ching. Yeah, yeah. When you make a purchase. Yeah. So when I launched the brand, I used to turn it on like it was loud, yeah, you know? Yeah. That if people sound, have that on, you know? Yeah, like, it's like cha-ching, ching And like, it was so, such a cool <laughs> feeling to know, oh, so I just made a sale or whatever, you know, that feeling that you get. Like, it's just yeah. a hit of something. And... After a while, I sort of started losing the love for that sound. Mm. And I was like, and then I started like digging deeper. I'm like, why is that? Like, why am I not as excited as I used to be? Or do I not get that hit anymore? And then I realized because it was all related. It's a cha-ching sound. It's money related. Yeah. And then I went, okay. I started like, I started digging deep and all of a sudden I went, okay, wait a minute. What if I donate with every single cha-ching? a solar light to a hut or a family of four or five people in a hut, then I've just helped a family with literally energy. Like I've just given them light. Yeah. So now I associated, I started associating that sound with helping a family. And I've had that now for five years and I've fallen in love, not with the sound, but with the idea of with every single sale, I'm helping a family. I'm not with every single, it's not about the money anymore. It's about helping as many people as you can. Yeah. And to be really honest, I feel like the business has only done better ever since. Money Money has never been like the aim for anything. Money is like a result of the work, but it's not the target. It's not the goal. The target yeah. is to do something that you're passionate about, that you love, and then money will come with it. The same way that, you know, an actor doesn't become an actor to become famous. It's just a result of the job. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So do you associate the brand from a marketing perspective with that cause now? Or do you mean just I don't do like indirectly? Yeah, you yeah. just donate? Yeah. I don't, I, you don't I, like, like put it on the fucking checkout page and shit? No, 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 no. Probably I, should, to be fair. A lot of people say that to me, but I feel like I don't want, it, I don't want people to... It's just a passion thing for me. Yeah. You know? And I get, I get it. Like a lot of people said it, like especially in the e-commerce space or like, you know, you don't advertise it, you don't say it, you don't tell anyone, like you just do it. But that's, I'm like, but that's... Because I want to do it, you know? I don't want people to... Yeah, just... Yeah, to me, it's just... I don't know. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe you're wrong. Well, yeah. I mean, I, mean yeah. I guess from a branding perspective, but, but if that's not the goal, then yeah, I get that. I feel like... Yeah, well, like, I, I mean... I feel like everyone has to go through a period of... In, like, entrepreneurship, particularly. Of, like, maybe... Like, chasing money and putting it on a pedestal and then getting a taste of it you know, I don't know, if I say buy, like in my own experience, went through a period of, started making money like pretty young when I was like 22. And then like recently, like fucking lost loads of money, which changed my, my perspective, but, but we'll get onto that. Yeah, but you gotta, you gotta lose it to appreciate it. Yeah. I think that's a big, but, big But I part. went through a phase of like buying loads of flash cars and had all my dream cars and shit. And I, I still think that's sick. Like, and I don't, have, I don't have a car at all right now, but, and I will in the future again, for sure. But you like, A, realize that, the initial hit from like 
I don't know, I bought a fucking Ferrari last year. Mm. And then genuinely after like two months, it was like, oh, this is just impractical as fuck. Mm. I, spe- I mean, especially in London. But yeah, it, yeah you lose that. But anything that's material, I think I wrote like a note down in my phone when I was having like a fucking existential crisis while driving. I was uh-huh. like, wait a minute, stop. And it was like anything that's effectively not living or has a living impact is kind of so fleeting, which yeah. is like obvious and it's, everyone says it, but yeah, I don't know. I think you have to go through it yourself to realize because you know, anyone else that's maybe not experienced that or has maybe never had any taste of like making a bit of money would be like, oh, you, you know, it's that's my fucking goal. Like, yeah. and do you know what I mean? And, and then but you get to don't a get point me wrong because I, I mean, we do remember that time before when you know. Like money does help with, you know, working on your projects or scaling your business or, you know, it does help with a lot of things, but it shouldn't be the goal or like, it, cause it's materialistic. Like when, especially when you do materialistic things, when yeah. you're like buying fancy yeah, cars. Yeah, I, I guess that's what I mean. Like I realized that via materialistic things, but at the same time, then I fucking had the, the business issue that everyone that watches this podcast knows about lost like fucking nearly all my fucking money like and well not all of it but like lost that lost that like cash flow day to day because the business went fucked and yeah. I guess that gave me a newfound respect for money which is a good thing I think it's going it's forward a great thing. and to, like I think everyone thinks they have that but and then but like I, I was probably always a bit looking back a bit a bit stupid like I didn't plan for like a rainy day I probably like yeah, but when shit was going well I it's also made a learning sure everyone knew it was going well it's also a learning curve because I've been through the same where I feel like I've blown money or I didn't treat it the way that I would treat money now or whatever. But I'm happy that it happened back then and yeah. not later in my life. Yeah. So I look at it as a lesson. I'm like, I'm happy that I lost that money. I'm happy that I got punched in the face because now I know how to duck. Now I know what to do. Yeah, for you know sure. What I mean? So you appreciate things differently now. And I think, I think it's a valuable thing. And it happens to a lot of people. I almost wanted to say to all, everyone, but I don't know if that's true, but yeah. to a lot of people, you make money and then you lose it as fast as you've and made it. And then you it. make it properly for the long term. And then you term. make it properly. But that's how I feel, yeah. yeah. It's like up, down, but the next time up, it's going to be fucking consistent and build and better foundations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, the, yeah, that's been like an element of that that I've like learned in the past year. But like, like even shit like my, my, I've got a fucking little sausage jug. Yeah. And he cost me like four and a half grand, like pedigree dog. Obviously, it's not about the money, but like for a dog, yeah, for a dog, it's a lot. But like, and I honestly like, I've like gradually come to like him more. I thought he was fucking annoying when I first got him. He was like off a whim and he was shitting everywhere. But he gives me more like joy than a fucking sick watch or like car does. And obviously, I still think those things are sick. By the way, like, there's nothing wrong with that. And I I still want a fucking Patek Nautilus and rose gold, but. 100% 100% like I know that I'll that's get an investment it it, though, by the way but yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 for sure that's the great thing about yeah. watches yeah but it's not a car yeah or like a, a sick car which will fucking depreciate but and they are still sick but like this little dog <coughs> every day is happy to see me like no matter what fuck let me turn my slack off but yeah yeah it's just like a life lesson that I guess a lot a lot of entrepreneurs I, I think yeah like you said pretty much every entrepreneur will fucking go through yeah it's a lesson I think it's part of it and then it becomes more about like the fucking process or like what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. Whether that's solar panels, making people feel good in a fucking like outfit or anything. Yeah. You can attach more, you can attach value to anything. Like obviously you need money to make it happen, but yeah, you, yeah. you just look at things a different way. Absolutely. That's kind of my point. Yeah. So absolutely. I feel like everyone goes through that. How old are you now? 26. 
26, right? I'm, I feel like I'm getting fucking I'm so, old. I'm, I'm so, I know, I'm so impressed with you and, you know, a, a lot of people around me here. I'm like, everyone's like 24. Like, he is 24. Look, look, look at this place. Yeah, well, that's what, I look at I'm him like, and think, fuck, he's two years younger. I'm 34. I'm 10 years older than him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so There's I, always like, some younger guy with more money. But the fact that you're 26 and you're already aware, I'm like, because I learned these lessons when I was like 30. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like, and I thought I was there early when I was 28 with the scarves, like with that launch. I thought I was like doing, I mean, I did all of the other like inventions and like RMG, all that stuff. Yeah. But that was like my first like big, big hitter, you know? Yeah. And I was like, oh, I was 28. And I felt like, oh, I was pretty young at the time. And now like, as I'm like meeting more people, I'm like, holy shit, like you guys yeah. are like 22 and like are so well aware of your surroundings and your thinking and your mindset and like your understanding of life and potential and you know, these lessons that you've already learned. I'm like, you guys have such an exciting, I mean, I'm saying it as if I'm like 60 right now, yeah. but you know what I mean? I'm like, you're in the 20s. Like you've literally only is in the UK as well like after 8 no 16 or something 17 when you drive a car like you get your 17, license yeah. 17 yeah. like you've literally just had a couple of years of having your license and you're already <laughs> yeah, talking well. about changing the world and your mindset and I'm I'm super impressed with that that's super cool well yeah I suppose like the, the thing I struggle with on the flip side of that is that a lot of my friends are actually younger than me and doing way better than me so for example Iman that came on the podcast just using one example which you wouldn't mind me saying he's fucking 21 yeah, and I look at him and think, Jesus Christ, the guy's wiser, richer, and fucking better looking than me. I'm dead. That's hilarious. But I mean, there's always, yeah. There's think, always got to be someone. There's always someone. There's always someone. There's always richer, something with, younger, yeah, yeah. taller, faster, whatever. There's like, always a fucking faster car. bigger dick, yeah. whatever it is. There's always a Maybe harder girl like, or yeah. whatever, but that's not what it's about, you know? Um, but yeah, no, but it's super impressive though. I think, I don't think that was a thing 20 years ago that like 20 year olds were like doing life like world changing stuff or like having that mindset or anything I don't think that was the case might be wrong but yeah I agree to be fair I, I reckon I've it, met a 19 year old that I feel like was way wiser than I would um, like yeah. that this person was like teaching me about life I'm like you're 19 yeah like you've literally you're 19 like what yeah and I'm super much respect for this person. She's a genius. I was like, what? yeah. Some people just have some weird, like, like an old soul. Yeah. Like there's something going on there. It's amazing, amazing yeah. to watch. It's definitely like beyond biology in some people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. some spirit shit. Absolutely. It's like yeah, an old soul for sure. It's like they've lived like five lives, lives yeah. for uh, for that person to be now 19 in this world. Yeah. But probably those are. those are the people that are gonna like change the world and like. Then that's the future of, of everything, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, th I think so, we can go down so many paths with that, but I think social media has like probably had like a net negative effect on 99% of people. But on 1% of people, it's probably given them, and, and like it has to everyone, but most people just haven't used it properly. And 1% of people have used it to like fucking learn from people on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, yeah. and then built, yeah, like, fucking built this world awareness and like life skills and shit and like business skills super young which probably wasn't possible 20 years ago yeah yeah I guess that's saying. very good yeah that's a very good point yeah it's just fucking mad the world has changed a lot um yeah, yeah I'm just sure. I'm just curious to see where it's going to go and that's the funny part about everything like about the future 
you never know like we don't know what the world's going to be like in five years from now like we have zero idea yeah well I, I really hope it's not everyone wearing a fucking VR headset plugged into these things looking like 20 stone jelly monsters which is I think where this MetaMask thing is MetaMask fucking Meta First Meta thing. Universe whatever it's called Metaverse is going yeah it's kind of scary it is scary but it's also it's it's a new it's a new world like it's a whole it's like the internet to re rebranding itself the the one thing that we were talking about yesterday actually that I, I thought was quite funny is the fact that metaverse everyone's on top of this thing right now right like every yeah. single meeting I'm having in Dubai every single second chat is metaverse and NFTs and bloody bloody blah, blah, blah and the funny part about it is I feel like everyone's forgotten who's behind metaverse yeah right so Zuckerberg and all of the Facebook data protection privacy yeah, which all no of that gives a fuck about everyone hated Facebook at some point right going yeah. this guy is messing us about blah 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 and then he announces this metaverse and everyone's like alright cool let's all jump on top of this jump into Zuckerberg's jump. castle yeah. yeah and he's he's literally going to be the president of the world of the metaverse yeah and we're all fine with it. We're all just ignoring it because we've all got our own plans or ideas of what it could be, what it is, etc., yeah. etc. Et so we forget about the Facebook element of it. You know, don't get me wrong. I, I have an I've had an Oculus for months. Like I, I super love that thing. Yeah, I've got one as well. Yeah. I'm a big golfer, yeah. so sometimes I brought it with me to Dubai. I'm like in my room. I'm like playing golf and stuff, yeah. going to Top Golf and Mini Golf. And yeah, it's, it's amazing. I, I super love it. But yeah, I'm, I'm quite interested to see where it goes there's a lot of potential around it yeah it's fucking weird bringing it back to you then for a second oh yeah so see, the third pillar and this is the way I think about it is you mentioned an agency that you're involved with yeah what's all that about the marketing agency yeah marketing agency yeah. where does that fit into your um, your day to day your past your present your future it's um it's oh, again it's a it's a very like passion project so I left IMG William Morris to create the marketing agency yeah because uh, I was making a corporate shitloads of money and I was like I can just do this for myself I'm Dutch I live in London there's a lot of Dutch players that come through the Premier League I know most of these people I can help them with brand deals and support them help them and then I just wanted to expand it and then it went into like actors Hollywood musicians. Uh, screenwriters like everything basically and I created like a management agency so we manage like artists and we just help them with brand deals branding profile and press yeah, so, and so, so just to clarify your, in your corporate job at IMG you were involved in talent management is talent that right? talent management and sponsorships right, cool. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I essentially just took that idea and modernized <clears> it a little bit so what what sort of clients like obviously footballers and shit I don't know if you can say any of them mm. probably all like NDAs and so on yeah I mean there's, there's a there's a, f there's a few big names in there um, but essentially I just with the marketing agency all I do is I just connect the dots for people so like a celebrity and a brand or let's say you start a watch brand and you want to get involved with a celebrity yeah I don't it's not when I say a brand deal I'm not talking like oh my god pay us a hundred thousand for a post or yeah no 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 it's, I'm talking about like a lifetime relationship building situation where a celebrity and the brand actually grow together and you benefit from each other's like target audience and fan base and you create like a, a, an authentic relationship not just celebrities um, we do it with a lot of like impactful like 
Nobel Peace Prize winners. We help them a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's literally like building relations. So I work with an uh, an agency called One Two Eight, based out of Canada, Toronto. Shout out Dave and Cam, my brothers, <laughs> who they literally they they've spent most half of their life in Kenya. So any celebrity that's ever been through Kenya to to help with charities and all of that, they're they're the guys that look after everyone. Yeah. And um, they've mentored me and helped me with relationship building and understanding the value of helping people and helping the world. So they call they call themselves an impact agency. Uh, one to eight, and they work with Natalie Portman, Selena Gomez, Nick and Joe Jonas, uh, all Big of the names. YouTubers, uh, Morgan Freeman to Jennifer Aniston to Nas to everyone. Like yeah. they're, they're fucking amazing. And um, what their agency actually represents, and who we work with closely, is we do impact deals. So impact that helps the environment, helps the people, helps education, helps children, helps these good causes, and then. Yeah, it's all, it's all about good vibes, essentially. And that's what my marketing agency does. It's about, you know, if I feel someone, it's not about the money, it's not about fees or whatever. It's like, if you have a good cause and a good idea, and we like you and you like us, then we just build a relationship and yeah, that's that's it. And how does the business structure of that work? And is it is it like just fee-based or like percentage-based or what? Well, is it like broker or is it... Is it slightly different? It, it depends. It depends on. Sorry, my phone's blowing up right now. Yeah, one is that sure as well. Let me just make sure it's close guy. to the mic. All those fucking Tinder messages. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, no, it's 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 all different. Like all the deals are different. Um, usually, it's just like a commission that we take. We don't do like all this retainer stuff, or it's just more like yeah, commission. If you make money, we make money. If you don't make money, we don't make money. Yeah. 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 So. So th- three main things going on. Like, I feel like one thing that's preached in like social media and to, well, just in general to like young entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs is like focusing on one thing. Obviously, you're not doing that. No. Do you think you need to choose one thing to do it well? Because I guess you're not What's- doing that. But then there's a, there's a bunch of other questions off the back of that. But like, as a base premise, or does that- it completely depend on who, what, where, when? Yeah, I think I think the statement diluted focus equals diluted results is a big one. Yeah. So if you like chase three car- rabbits catching on in the same shit. You you this is a mentor of mine who is on Wall Street in New York Stock Exchange. Shout out Fabian. Um, he said you cannot do more than three things well at the same time, and I live by that. So I do three things. So I have the solar marketing. And uh, I like that. Yeah. Anything beyond that, I feel like <clears throat> it just becomes a little bit too much or you're diluted or you are not as focused or it becomes a bit tough. So focusing on one thing is super, super important, but it doesn't mean that you can't do anything else. And if, and I mean, like I, I think I do quite a lot, but I still believe that I'm very focused. Like I'm still, um, I, I'm focused and I get the job done and then I move on to the next thing. It's not like I leave yeah. it halfway, do the other thing, leave it halfway, do the other thing, leave it halfway, come back to it. You know, if I start something, I make sure I finish it, and then I jump onto the next thing, I finish it, and then I jump onto the next thing, and then finish it. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was another part of the question. Probably yeah. missed it. Well, I'm, You're I'm thinking. just thinking there's loads of angles and I'll be answered a lot. Yeah, because... Yeah, I was running like two different econ brands last year at the same time, which I found fucking difficult. But maybe that was harder because they were both in like the same arena and they were like probably competing with each other to any other weren't. But like, yeah, it's... Complimentary? Like, 
one was jewelry one was 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 neon lighting so like very different but both complementary like skill sets in terms of it was the same strategy for both of them really right. like Instagram fucking Google all this shit do you think it takes like life experience to get to the point where you can manage three things like could, could you be 21 years old and start so. three businesses at the same time I mean or I don't know like everything staggered? but I would say yeah why not why not that's yeah, what I'm I saying. Mean, like these 19 year olds, 20 year olds are fucking geniuses. Yeah. Like they're geniuses. So, I mean, I struggle personally to do four or five things at the same time. Yeah. That's why I stick to Fabian's rule, which is like, I said, called it Fabian's rule, like as if you can Google it. It's my <laughs> yeah. friend called Fabian and Some he told me about stoicism. this rule. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I'm sure. Why not? I think anything is possible. That's That's the beauty of entrepreneurship or humans. And like you can literally do it but if you want to do it well like you got to have passion for it like you got to have like resilience you got to be disciplined you got to put in the work ethic you got to you know just not stop you got to fight you got to go through all of the crazy the ups and downs like it's not for everyone you're making it harder for yourself if you're doing three things or four things instead yeah. of starting one business and just doing that but like you said you know you had an e-commerce business and you did two things at the same time it might have been tough but you know it's doable you did it so yeah, because but don't now, take my advice. Like I don't know. Well, you know what I mean. Like well, I, I, I'm just answering your question. I feel like I'm. No, no, yeah. it's, it's good. It's, it, I guess it's not advice. It's just what what you think, and that's yeah. the whole point of it. It's like yeah. just get people's different different opinions. Because now, like I'm very conscious with ecom. Like, so I'm starting this fucking mushroom psychedelic wellness start yeah we're going oh, to yeah, talk about congratulations on that by the way I'm Dutch so I fully get yeah, it yeah well I spoke to you about it on that rooftop yeah. fucking like elevator pitch back like a few weeks ago um, yeah so we've raised a bunch of well raised the first bit of funding for that now because it's the first time I've gone into the fundraising world which is a fucking yeah job in itself but oh my god it's terrible yeah it's I mean a terrible I'm place completely to be. winging it but I think there's probably an element that's good to that because I don't have any corporate training I just like even putting a deck together was just like probably so anti-corporate that it worked because it was just like <laughs> is what it is and this yeah. is this is me and etc but because now I'm very conscious of I'm trying not to do two econ brands at the same time because I have a billion ideas all the time so now I'm doing that and then this podcast but the interesting thing with that is that I feel like working on this podcast actually makes the business better because like I was saying to you before, before we start recording, like there's people that I've DM'd about coming onto the podcast who have now like, they're now potential investors and they've helped me with like certain parts of the business and, and because there's like context on video yeah. that's on the internet for fucking everyone, i.e. The, the podcast, which yeah. they then listen to there's like that trust there because they can go back and listen to stuff I've spoken about. It builds that rapport. Yeah. It's sort of like and open sourcing yeah. the entire thing, right? Yeah. It's cause, like taking cause them on the like journey. The whole premise of this, like, like the first episode was me talking about fucking up my last business. That was basically it. But, but it's interesting because it's like, if I didn't put that out, some of these people that I'm now speaking to about coming on to the new business probably wouldn't even, re wouldn't even have replied to my message. Yeah. because they can listen to an hour and a half of that and that's better than any fucking pitch deck yeah. basically like obviously I need a pitch deck to say what the new thing is but it builds up that trust absolutely and it's interesting yeah I just think that there can be synergies between certain things that actually working on more than one thing granted one might be fucking paying you and the other's a passion project like, like this is for now yeah I, I just that's think amazing. I guess 
the rule of like focusing on one thing doesn't necessarily apply in every case or to every person is what I'm saying no so, I, and I, I think that. every person is different yeah you know I'm sure that there's people out there that can only do one thing and they should only do one thing but it doesn't take away the fact that there's people out there that can do five things three things you know, yeah. at the same time yeah I, th- I think three sounds like a good limit because obviously like Jack- I think so like I've applied it because before this <clears> I was doing a lot of stuff and then when Fabian told me he was like yo you can only do three things well and I'm talking this guy is like a legit guy he's he's yeah. a great guy like a mentor to me you know so when he when he said that to me I really took that to heart and then I started applying it to things when you know because I'm a creative entrepreneur so I want to do a million things and change the world and do this and do that and do this and and also like when I went actually that's that's a good one like when I went viral with the scarf I started saying yes to everything that was coming in all yeah. these emails all these people everyone wants something like every, collaborations brand deals sell this that I'm like yes 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 and in the end I did fuck all because I said yes to everyone yeah. you know and then I, I went wait there's, there's something wrong here and I started applying the three so right now I can only do three deals at the same time and then once I'm done with the three deals then I can talk about the next three deals yeah you know but I'm not going around saying yes to everyone if someone comes at me now I'm like okay give me a couple of weeks when I'm done with this then Let's try and figure it out. Yo, fellas, quick one. You may or may not have noticed there's been a bit of merch, so to speak, in recent episodes. We've got two different things. We've got some of the retro style OG neon beach posters that designed like four years ago. You may have seen it on my Instagram. And then we've got some of the best-selling OG viral style neon signs that basically did start that entire craze about two years ago now. So yeah, if you want to add something to your home office, your living room, just anywhere sick, basically, that you want to add that extra thing to and support the channel, then you can check that out. Link is in the bio midnight.co forward slash shop and yeah just an aesthetic item to complement the process i suppose cheers for watching and enjoy the rest of the pod yeah right quick whiskey break and toilet break i guess um as usual on the pod now i want to come back to the 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 brand for a minute because i feel like i get fucking hate comments saying half these guests aren't about e-com all this bollocks etc etc so you've been running that for like five years yeah. you said what is, is that fully online? Is that like retail as well? Um, What's the deal with that? It's mainly online. Sorry, let me just. Um, it's mainly online, um, but we do uh, pop ups as well, like pop up stores. So I did one in London a couple of months ago. Um, doing one here. Uh, we sell in Harrods, Selfridges, as well, and a couple of like concept stores in different places. But yeah. the main thing is online e commerce. That that side. However, so, I don't do. The Facebook ads. I don't. I've never gone down that route. You don't do any of that for the never. brand at all. Never. Which is like I speak to people. Everyone's like, "What's wrong with you?" Blah, blah, blah. Even Arsenal. Like yeah, he's yeah. like, "Why?" I would or, say that as well. Honestly. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just I, I've, I haven't figured it out yet. But have you tried it or no? I've never tried it. But just like it's just been organic growth. Yes, so. that's, what, that's what I mean. So like the sales are coming from somewhere. So yeah. if they're not, Cause that's probably better than Facebook because. Oh yeah, it's obviously way more profitable. Shows yeah. people actually fucking care about the brand and shit. Yeah, I don't know. I've never done like ad spend and and all of that fancy stuff. It's all it's always just been organic because it's <clears> like uh, it makes the news and you know celebrities wear it, so it just goes viral. Yeah, like, if there's a video posted, it just goes viral. Or like, yeah, that's just how it's been for the last five years. And how did that get going, like viral wise? Like, obviously, you come out with a product. What what was the first thing? To obviously, because um, most people would jump to like Facebook ads, Google ads, TikTok ads, whatever these days. Yeah. 
you've never done any of that. So how do you get that. started if, if you don't do any of that? Um, through the marketing agency. So the, oh, yeah. the, the actual like PR side of things and, you know, articles get written up. Like we've appeared in every single magazine and platform from yeah. Vogue to Forbes to CNN and all of that fun stuff. So uh, like all of the like traffic has just come from there. Um, if it gets posted on Reddit, it goes viral. Uh, news covers it quite a lot. Um, yeah. And do you pay for that shit? Or is that like connections? No, it's all free. Like it's just people want to do interviews and just ask questions about it. And it's not, uh, we don't pay for any of that. I've never, yeah, paid, never paid for a single article that's written. And there's like... So you basically never spent money on marketing? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, basically. That's mad. Yeah. And like celebrities and shit, was that just people started buying it because they were an obvious fit for the product or is it's that like intentional? They started reaching out to us. Um, so they buy stuff from us directly. Um, I guess, I guess their friends or their family, like of a famous person, I guess their friends or family would tell them about it because it's one of those things that you could, you know, give to a celebrity, I guess, if that's one of your friends or your mates. Yeah. So it, it makes it, it makes a cool gift, I guess. And um, yeah, no, they just they just buy it online, and or they contact us, and we build a relationship. Um, they at, like sometimes like if there's like a PR agent or something involved, they would ask us if like if we would seed it to them, like give it to them for free. Which initially we start we did for a bit, um, and then after a while I just had to stop it because it was just becoming a bit too yeah. much, and we we're just yeah. losing money because everyone <laughs> wants free stuff. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, now now everyone just buys. I haven't said that most like ninety nine percent of the celebrities they want to pay for it, even if I want, would offer it for free. Yeah, like I've offered a few people. I'm like, oh no, I'd love for you to have it, and they're like, nope. We see the grind and we understand where you're coming from, and it makes a lot of sense, and we don't mind spending on it. So yeah, yeah. and are most of the customers celebrities, I know. Um, there's a large there's a large portion of celebrities, but. Um, it's not just celebs. It's basically just people that don't want unwanted pictures of them appearing or um, some... I hope people buy it for the design element of it as well. Yeah. Um, some people buy it without even knowing what the functionality behind it is just because they think it looks cool. Um, but yeah, celebrities are a, a big a big group for me, but it's not my only goal. It's just It's just part of it. It just comes with it. Yeah, yeah. And how much is the product? It's super super expensive, right? Uh, no, not Is really. It not? It's like it's, they're cheaper than Yeezys. That's how I yeah, put true. it. You know, like I, I like I get a lot of comments like on TikTok. I got a funny comment the other day or an Instagram message saying I would love to buy one, but I have rent to pay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's probably uh, a lot of brands to get that shit. Yeah, but it, it's like, it starts at two hundred and sixty quid. Oh yes, it's not it's which not is not bad. crazy, but and that's for the scarf, right? For the scarf, yeah. yeah. And then, like, okay, a t-shirt is like two hundred euros that we just launched with Baller collaboration. Yeah, I that saw we did. that. Yeah, yeah, that was last week, that's like cool. a couple of days ago, actually. Um, we launched a collaboration with a Dutch brand, Baller B A L R. Yeah, and uh, they're owned by um, three football players, three friends of mine, Dutch players. I've always wondered who owned that brand. I've seen that brand for years. Yeah. It's just, it's a very good. And it's massive. It seems huge. to be massive. 
huge. I think they're like it's public information, so I'm not like giving away their yeah, numbers, yeah. but I think they're on like 22 million uh, a year. Rev. Yeah. Like they they do really well. And like I was in Istanbul last week before I came here, and um, I went to the bazaar, and you had like Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Balenciaga, and then a baller T-shirt, like yeah. in, uh, like the the fakes and stuff. I was yeah, like, wow, yeah. that's such a cool achievement to like that is cool be listed and 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 that and yeah. So that's a super dope brand by Demi Dezeo, who is. He used to play at Spartak Moscow and Ajax, and he had an unfortunate um, injury. Well, he got kicked in the face during, I think it was the Euros, and like his jaw just got misplaced, and he had to, Fuck. yeah, he had to stop playing. And he's always, he was always intrigued by the fashion industry and lifestyle. So he sort of created a brand which emulates uh, the life of a football player. So all of the luxury lifestyle yeah, yeah. and you know all that. The name stuff. makes sense now. But no, yeah, 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 yeah. And then there's Algero Elia and Gregory van der Viel, who was at PSG. I think he went to Barca as well for a while. Um, but yeah, so it's those three guys, and they do well. They're Dutch. And I've been, you know, we've been talking about it for years and then we were going to launch it just before, co and then COVID happened. Yeah. So we had to move everything up and now we just launched it on the 1st of December. So I'm super stoked about that. Um, what product is that? Oh, there's a lot. So there's a winter collection. So we got oh, okay. like jackets, hoodies, t-shirts, joggers. We got shoes. We got a bunch of different things. We got, we're dropping our own NFTs, which I only found out last night. Yes. Yeah. Like a, a baller NFT and then yeah. uh, like an issue baller NFT of the whole collection, which looks super cool. Um, yeah, so yeah, the baller collection is super dope. Is it all the same pattern for this? Yeah, for the first stuff. Yeah, all the, like, yeah. The so the pattern essentially pattern. is the branding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So it's okay. sort of like how Louis Vuitton has like a design and Burberry, yeah, yeah. and so the pattern is something that we've patented and trademarked, and that's really, really essentially what I'm trying to push out. So I'm trying to. So the issue brand essentially should be known for the pattern and not for the product, like a scarf or a right, shoe. Right. Yeah. So the so I can put it. So the solar panels that we've made are in my pattern. Oh, so it doesn't look like a typical st uh, solar panel. They yeah. look like it's the first branded solar panel, essentially. Yeah. Because no, no solar panels are branded. They all look the same. That is cool. That is cool. And you said, obviously, you want to do loads of different products that aren't just clothing. Yeah. Obviously, solar panels is one of them. Yeah. What, what else is on the, oh, on the radar? Is it I don't even know yet. Of uh, yeah. Like, I mean, <clears throat> sticking to the, the metaverse conversation from earlier, it's sort of like... We have it for your avatar. You can cl you can clothe your your stuff, which is an actual physical product. And then I'd love to I'd love to sort of drive the brand to go towards a more like technology based company. Yeah. Um. So producing, um, like manufacturing maybe our own phones or maybe even build a car. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I sound very uh, Elon Musk right now. Just what I thought when I said car. I didn't mean car. Like I've thought about it before, but it could be anything. That essentially is what I mean. Could be art pieces. Could be anything. Anything. Could be a water bottle. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know yet. It's literally like it will just come to me one day, and it'll be like, all right, cool. This is what the next next products are going to be. Um, but I've created like in the in the fashion realm, like there will always be a fashion element to it um, as merchandise of the brand itself. So I've created like like James Bond gadget e kind of products. Yeah. So like children's clothes with like a GPS tracker for their parents so they can always, you know, don't have to worry about their kids like running off or yeah, being kidnapped or, you know, I've, I've, I've seen, you know, 
I've had moments at a beach or something where our cousins just gone missing and everyone's just like panicking, running across the beach trying to find this little cousin of ours. And, you know, so yeah, that um, GPS tracker is then I've created a, a belt with a hotspot inside of it so you can travel and always have Wi Fi. Fucking hell, yeah, that's cool shit. But it makes so much sense to me. Like, I'm like that's like a similar way of thinking of, of the basketball light, yeah, the, the basketball panel, yeah. I just so take one cool it product makes sense when you say it. and then you just put them together. Take two cool products, put them together. That's essentially all you have to do. Yeah. Do you think there's any, is there any brand you look at and like they're doing kind of what I want to do or they're doing that well? Apple. I'm a big fan of Apple. Like the way that they've just revolutionized like design because I'm a bit, I'm big on design yeah. and the way that their packaging is and like it's just perfect. You know, like opening the new iMac, I just did that like last week and it's just such an experience yeah. to just unpack it. You know, I, I love that element of experience with products. So I think that's that's probably up there. Then I'm a big fan of um, artists, like Alec, I've seen a couple of Alec Monopoly uh, bits here. Um, yeah, I was about to say that. I think it's subconsciously in my head so I'd seen that when I walked in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, no, so yeah, I, I, I think Apple is a cool brand. I'm a big fan of Nike. I've always admired Nike for what they do. And um, but yeah, I don't think my brand is similar to any other brand. It's just how I want to do it. So I yeah. can't really compare it to another brand, really. Yeah. Is there like an end goal for the brand? Is in like... Once we've reached a billion people. Or, or oh, in, 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 in that well, sense? Well, in any sense, ones. really. That's kind of one sense, I suppose. Um, I think I'm going to keep like running the company until I've sort of, or the company outgrows me and I can't keep it up myself anymore. That's probably when I'll personally exit it or get someone else to run it instead of me. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like... I want someone else to buy us out or something. I don't really give that that much thought. I think there is, there should, there will probably be a, there there is probably a number that if someone comes up to me and says, "Hey, what do you think? Let me run it." Yeah. That I'll probably say yes. But at the moment, I'm very passionate about it. I'm just involved in it, and it's just like you know, I get to travel to Dubai, I get to travel to Istanbul and London yeah. and New York and like all these other places. So it's sort of like it's I've created a life around it essentially. But yeah. yeah. So would you say it's a lifestyle business more than a let's grow the shit out of it business? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd say so. I mean, growing is super, super important. Like, obviously, that's why I'm here. Like, this is the first time we're gonna take over like the UAE, um, and then from here, I want to take it to Tokyo. After Tokyo, probably take it to Australia. I've already done the US, UK, hometown. I've only ever opened like a pop up store and done a few bits and bobs, but I've not actually like done it the way that I should do it. Um, but yeah, I think it just comes over to like over time. It'll, it'll figure itself out. Like yeah. I, I mentioned it in another podcast I did last week with someone else where I consider the business is like five years old and it's sort of, like, it's just a toddler right now and it hasn't really built its own character. Like I don't know when it's going to come yet because it's only five years old. So I yeah. really think of it in like a human sense, you know, like a human age I'll put against it. So yeah, it's my baby and the baby's five years old, but I don't know what the baby is going to do as a profession eventually. Yeah, that's interesting. So I've never run a brand for more than 18 months by itself. Maybe I'm just thinking way too short term. I don't get, get too greedy too quick. Yeah. Because 
Yeah, even with this new thing, I'm like, I'd like to build it to sell within five years. But maybe that's, the, I don't know, maybe that's the wrong way of looking at it. I guess everyone's different. Everyone's different. Every like business is like different, a, you know, so. A business that you're passionate about as opposed to one that you're trying to build just to like sell and make X amount of money. But yeah, that's interesting. Because most people these days, especially if you're like young entrepreneurs, people like watching, I reckon start like econ brands or whatever because primarily for money and like they want to build someone to sell. But they probably forget that, like, you can actually build something you're super passionate about and actually fucking enjoy and design your life around. I think that's one of the most important things is to just enjoy it. Like, if you get, if you're happy with whatever, then that's what you should run with it. Like, if you do something like, I would rather be broke. Sorry, this whiskey's strong. I would rather be broke and happy than rich and miserable or, like, have a job where I'm making like seven million a year mm. and I absolutely hate my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, that's not what life is about, man. Like you're supposed to wake up, be happy, um, you know, help other people love and be loved and you know, everything else just comes from there. I sound very spiritual right now, but No, it's good. Yeah. It's probably it's probably what a lot of people need to hear to be fair. Do you think on that, because like a lot of people would say to that sort of message oh yeah but if I but right now I have like literally no money and you know I I need to build this business or this brand or this e-com store to fucking like feed myself like how how do you balance like enjoying things and working on what you're passionate about with ultimately like covering you know the bare essentials like fucking food and because obviously bills and rent yeah and to, to like that, to, yeah. to the majority of the world like statistically that they have to think about that first and I think that's why a lot of people ultimately don't end up pursuing stuff that they might otherwise do like their passions all this yeah. stuff I mean and it's a fair point but yeah it's I don't a very know, fair don't know point like it's super, it's super important to, it. to pay your bills like don't get me wrong like you have to have money to get shit done like at the end of the day right yeah um, but I think like as an entrepreneur, what's that saying? Like you jump off a cliff and you figure out by yeah, building build a parachute on the way down. The way down. Yeah, yeah. That's sort of what an entrepreneur really is. <clears throat> you know, yeah, you figure it out on like whilst you're doing it. Like don't stress too much about it. Like of course, like you have responsibilities and bills and like I do, like we all do, you know. But um, I'd say like reduce your costs so that you don't have to worry too much or you know get out of that or stop buying wasting money like I, I, I see a lot of people that say like oh you know I, have, I can't afford to start the business but then they're wearing Yeezys or yeah, they're, they're buying true. Jordans left right and center yeah. and then they're you know they're, they're shopping all the time I'm like dude if you would not spent all that money on all that crap you could have started the business like seven times yeah. you know it's like it's your own priorities like where do, where do you invest you know like are you investing into assets are you investing into liability are you investing into like random crap like you know and starting a business doesn't even cost that much money to be really honest like if you yeah. do it like like how i started it like from with zero investors is i made one scarf sold it made two sold them made four sold them made eight sold them and i organically just did it with every single sale it takes longer for sure but at least you know you have a healthy business Mm-hmm. Yeah, very true. To be fair, yeah, I, th- I think on that point, like, yeah, because I, I, I get fucking DMs about it. People thinking I don't know what I'm talking about, but from like 16 year olds, and yeah, I think 
the the general answer is like just try and immerse yourself if you're interested in like building brands and e-com then fucking just try and get into that as much as you can initially like on the side of a job or yeah. uni whatever it is if you're studying and then yeah just get around people that's another point actually that's what I forgot I was going to say so you mentioned like a mentor mm-hmm. Fabian 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 yeah, yeah. yeah like obviously that's, that's just one guy but like how because the question I get in DMs all the time I'm like I fucking know the answer and I, I, I don't even have a personal brand and people still DM me this shit well, I guess I do to an extent now but a small one and people are like well how do I find people to learn from like how do I get around the right people how do I network what do you think the answer to that is to like the average Joe who's maybe realised they're interested in like entrepreneurship but they come from a standard XYZ background where most people aren't mm-hmm. like how would you start immersing yourself in those circles because like, I have my opinion on it but I want to get, get to get mentors you mean well yeah I guess to like to start surrounding yourself with the right people and potentially get mentors and you know just build the right circle because I think that's so important I think it's super important I'm quite big on the fact that I don't like negativity so anyone that like I only surround myself with positive people that use positive words that that yeah. that like the wording and the the structuring of their sentences are very positive and uplifting and to me that's always been a filter to good people essentially like figuring out who good people are yeah is their mindset and how you meet them i mean you have to put yourself in positions to be in the same room as people and it takes time it comes over time and something that my brother my older brother preaches to me all the time as well is you know mentors um, and people in general, partners or whatever, like they they help you in certain areas of your life at certain different times. So it's not like one mentor knows everything and that's your guru or something. Like yeah. I think you should have multiple mentors teaching you about different things or from their experience or just the way that they are as a human being. Um, and if you sort of aspire uh, to be like them, uh, one day then I think that's that's a first go-to you know like I mean we all have friends or you can reach out to people from LinkedIn to Instagram like it's it's not that hard to connect with people anymore because of this whole social media and internet and all of that so yeah I think it's a bit of a lazy excuse if you say that you don't know how to do it just you have Google in front of you contact someone like what do you expect yeah. them to just knock you on your some door balls, and be but there? It's, it's free it's all there. Yeah. You know, like, how did you meet that person? Well, Google them, found them on LinkedIn, yeah. on LinkedIn, and we started a, a conversation and now we're doing business together. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not rocket science. Yeah, true. What's your, what's your opinion? Because well, you said you had an opinion on it. Yeah, I mean, I guess less so on mentors. I want to ask you about that again in a second. But like, yeah, so, so for example, I had some like 18 year old guy message me off the back of one of these podcasts, whatever, saying like, how yeah how do I meet other people doing e-com etc because I would say probably one of my biggest assets um which isn't money funnily enough which probably people don't speak about enough is I've got a pretty good network I guess for my age I think and and particularly a good close circle of people that are doing similar shit etc it's like you know it's good to feel like the smallest fish in a good circle rather than the opposite oh yeah 1000% but but people are like oh I'm interested in e-com none of my friends are you know I'm at uni whatever it is I live at home how do I start hanging around with you or you know people above whatever it is 
I guess the answer is firstly, you've got to fucking, you've got to build some value or some element of brand for yourself. And like, that doesn't happen overnight. Like one guy commented saying, you're, you're so lucky that you, you have people that, that that are in similar shit. And I was like, well, I'm not lucky at all because I went to uni I was in school. No one was an entrepreneur other than you me. You quit your luck. I went to uni. No one was an entrepreneur other than me. I dropped out. I didn't fucking know anyone. I was like, fuck this. I spent all my money going to getting an economy ticket to Singapore to go to some event, an e-commerce event. And that event, I met like 10 people, some yeah. of which are now like my best friends. And I had like the butterfly effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's, that, that's kind of the answer. It's like you have to get create out. your own initial momentum and then start building some like credibility because for example like some 18 year old kid like wanted to I don't know if I can go for dinner and talk about e-commerce but he's never done anything I, like I on the low level I still am but relative to him like high level there's not really anything in it for me do you yeah. know what I mean and, and by the same token like, I, I couldn't message right, right maybe I could but like it's unlikely if I message I don't know some fucking billionaire tech guy and say let me take you for dinner that he's going to reply because there's no like there's no like mutually beneficial scenario there really it's just me like trying to rinse off him mm. so I think you have to like climb the steps gradually like maybe hang around with someone that's six months ahead of you and then like build your own shit and get some credibility and like follow through on things you say you're gonna do and then people start to respect you in that sense and I don't know be fucking honest about things whatever it is so that's how I think you do it and you start to build circles by the things you've done and the credibility you built in certain circles. And then, and then also on top of that, always consciously putting yourself out to meet the next people, which is what I've probably not done enough of in the past, but started to do more of primarily through this podcast, which was kind of the underlying reason to do it other than it's fucking therapy for me talking about shit. Yeah, I bet it is, yeah. Because then you meet other, other people that are ahead of me and X, Y, Z things. And, you know, mm. hopefully there's an interesting conversation and a fucking glass of whiskey, which sparks something, yeah, yeah, which yeah. maybe becomes a relationship or doesn't. But I agree with that. You have to, like, for example, I think that's a good point. Like the, the, the getting an economy ticket and go to Singapore. I think if you put yourself in a position where you're uncomfortable, like by flying out to Singapore or like how I did, like I flew out to China a couple of years ago by myself, not knowing the language, not knowing where I was staying, who yeah. I was meeting with, nothing. Like I just went out and then you meet people. And I've done the same like a couple of years ago, actually before COVID. <clears throat> um, so I spent a lot of time in New York and Los Angeles and um, I wanted to move out of London because I've been in London for 15 years and I feel yeah. like I want to take that next step in my life that next chapter so I started focusing on moving to the US and everyone was expecting me to move to New York or Los Angeles because that's where well, I have an office in New York and Los Angeles feels like home to me yeah. but I decided that I wanted to go to Silicon Valley even though I've never been to Silicon Valley in my life I've only been to San Francisco once for like a couple of days for a couple of meetings but not, not actually into like Silicon Valley Valley you know yeah, and yeah. into the Bay Area and I started looking for places online and I just wanted to get out of my comfort zone because if I went to New York, then I would be surrounded with the same people again. If I went to LA, I'd be surrounded by the same people again. That's why I wanted to leave London to get out of my network and build <clears throat> something completely from scratch. And yeah, I think once you true. get to Singapore by yourself, that's when you're going to meet people, you know? But if you stay comfortable and you play it safe, then I don't think it gets you that far. Yeah, it's actually so fucking true. Like, you basically need a bit of balls initially to take that first step whatever it is and then 
like there's a phrase which I think is so true like experience breeds confidence and like then you start doing shit as I maybe you have like first make your first bit of money drop shipping whatever it is like that's how I got started and then there's that credibility and then you think well yeah I've done something I can fucking I I think like momentum is so key in life Mm -hmm. I've been wary of myself particularly in the past year where like I don't know you have like a few fucking losses and like you lose momentum and then I'm like fuck wait a minute like momentum slowed down I need to switch things up here which is kind of what we were speaking about like off camera which is a primary driver of that Um, like whether it's a fucking breakup and you switch everything up and like spark something again yeah because yeah I, I see it in econ brands as well like one of my brands last year when the other one started going tits up my, my jewellery business which was a fucking good business it was doing like two and a half million quid revenue run rate profitable barely touched it but I took my eye off it and it lost moment, momentum yeah. and it's very very hard in e-com in my experience and in life but particularly in e-com to like get momentum again yeah but it's not impossible and like yeah Right. Momentum is so key, though. Across it is. It is. It's course. one of those things that, like, every area of life. Of course, yeah, yeah. It is. It is. But it's not impossible to pick it up <clears> and build it again. You know what I mean? Like, momentum is great, and it's like a wave. You know, but yeah. I'm I'm a big believer that there's always another wave. There's always another bus coming. There's always another flight. Yeah. There's always another one. Like, it doesn't stop. And I I feel like a lot of people get very emotionally attached to the first wave or the first thing or you know yeah, what I mean yeah very true but like you're super young dude like you've got so much potential of like I mean you're already doing great but like there's so much more coming you know and that's the optimistic side that you need to look at where it's like the future is gonna be so bright you know you gotta like for example like when COVID hit everyone was like playing the victim or well, a lot of people were playing victims yeah but then the real, real entrepreneurs are people that smashed it because they they sat on it for five days going, COVID fucked it up. And then, all right, but cool. It is what it is. On to the next. Like, how do I fix it? How do we pivot the business? How do yeah. we adapt? How do we learn? How do we grow? What can we do? How can we benefit? How can we, you know, like, and those are the real entrepreneurs. Those are the people like, because if you play a victim, especially like COVID is a perfect example. I saw a lot of people that call themselves entrepreneurs started using COVID as an excuse to not jump on a call or not drop that email or not work because yeah. it's COVID. I have to stay at home. I can't work. It's fucking bullshit. Yeah. You can, if you really want to, you can send an email, even if it is COVID. Like you can yeah. make that call. You can have that Zoom meeting. You can, it's how, how do you react to a scenario? And as an entrepreneur, like you have to adapt to the market. You have to adapt to what the market tells you. Like you have to be able to switch it up and change and just be optimistic about the fact that I, it took me a couple of days, like when COVID hit, I was going to move to Silicon Valley, didn't happen. I was going to do this baller clap, didn't happen. I had all these plans, like everyone else on this planet for 2020, that's going to be the year. Yeah. It's a round number. This is the time for yeah. us to go. We've been building up towards it. It's the fifth year. Let's go. And then something happens, but that's just life. Like you just got to roll with the punches and accept and move on onto the next thing like not get too caught up and you know so what I'm trying to say is that there's always another wave there's another, another way to yeah. build up momentum again you know yeah I think it definitely if you keep in the right mindset because I was the same to be fair like when the, the fucking neon brand went tits up I probably still got like fucking emotional distress attached with it but like I was working on I did the second I knew I was no longer going to be involved in that 
after this fund bought it out and I decided I wasn't going to work with them beyond the six months, I was like, well, fuck, what's next? I was already working on the next thing. And I, I think someone asked me, did you not want to have a few months off? I was like, what? Watching fucking Netflix? Yeah. Like, I know I'm not going to make a hundred million doing that. Yeah. Let's move on to the next one where yeah. I maybe can. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel that. It's fucking true. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people... Yeah, I just think that it's so true. Like, real entrepreneurs, you see who's actually got fucking balls or, or whatever it takes, you know, fucking mm. buzzword, when when shit goes wrong, like COVID. Like, one Everyone of my friends, can be a baller when everything's going well. Yeah. But how do they react when everything goes wrong? And there's not many people that you, yeah. s- you, you experience that because no one shares it. Absolutely. So. Like, one of my friends who is in uh, Australia right now, he's um, had a couple of successful apps and then when COVID hit, he managed to get his hands on COVID tests, like PCR tests. Yeah. But this is like, I'm talking early, like in London, if you Google a COVID test, like he's the go-to guy, like he's the one. Yeah. And he had zero medical experience, but he's an entrepreneur. So, and he managed to like have his network right. And yeah. he had, but all of a sudden this guy became so big that the government and the UK needed to back him because he's the go-to guy. Yeah. You know? Fuck. So, but he has no medical, he made about 200 million pounds. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's so opportunity. I feel like we need to cut that out. The, the money thing, uh, this shouldn't be about the money thing, but yeah, it's, but what we're talking about is the adaptation of listen to the market, figure it out and work your way into it. And then he, the government had to back him, you know? Yeah. And it was just like a. I don't want to say overnight thing because I think his experience with the apps and all the other businesses that he did led him to the stage where he could do it, take the, have the balls to just start it up without knowing way too much, like knowing too much. And then eventually, like you learn on the job. That's what he did. Yeah, I actually read a tweet. You just made me think of that. It was something along the lines of like, it was like someone was saying that like you should never get into an industry that you don't have prior experience on like with a startup because you don't have any experience. But the flip side is, if you have no experience, like in, in that, that specific industry, for example, he was an entrepreneur but didn't have the COVID experience. Yeah. Then you actually probably end up doing it better and quicker because Funny you, don't, you don't have any like, I don't know, like corporate baggage. You, you don't have the red tape. You don't have, this is how you should do it. It's kind of like me getting into, I'm trying to get into the, well, I'm getting into, I'm not trying to, I'm getting into the fucking mushroom space. Like I didn't know shit about this stuff three months ago, mm. but, and like, it's funny cause I've had calls for certain people, like certain investors, for example, and just like people I spoke to about it, And they're like, you know nothing about that. So that's why is that going to work? But my, my view of it is I, I, I haven't been bogged down in like me, the medical taboo of it. So I'll fucking figure it out yeah. and yeah. I'll come at it from a fresh perspective. Absolutely. Like a funny story, like I work for Mattel as well as another job, oh, uh, yeah. which is the toy company, which owns Barbie, Hot Wheels, Fisher Price. Yeah. Um, so as my inventor job, basically. So, uh, but toy inventions and toy inventors is a thing. Like there's about, I want to say around 600 companies or individuals that are toy inventors for all the biggest toys that you can think of yeah and a couple of years ago i got in touch with michael james dolan who was the ceo of img funnily enough as well as bacardi global for seven years super genius like older guy in new york 
And um, so he's on the board of Mattel, public listed, like listed company. Yeah. And um, he was like, Seth, you're an inventor. I want you to go to LA and go to the headquarters, meet Richard, the president of Mattel. And I'm sure you guys will share some funny stories. So I flew out to LA, sat down with Richard, who was like the CEO of, of Mattel. And um, he was like, we work with 600 different inventors, but they're all toy inventors. And it's always the same toys that they come up with. You're an inventor, but you have zero toy, ex- apart from the ball, you have zero toy experience. Would you like to become one of our toy inventors? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. So essentially they brought me on board because I'm, I'm not in their traditional space of toy inventing, but yeah, yeah. I'm going to bring a fresh take on it. And I'm going to create toys that don't get pitched to the board every week, you know? Because yeah, yeah. toy inventors, it just became repetitive, essentially. And then, yeah, started pitching to them. And, but it's for, coming from a different perspective, essentially. Yeah, I, I think it's so key, like, just going against the fucking grain and, like, mm. yeah. Like, because I, I have, like, no corporate business experience. So, like, now doing this fundraising, like I was saying to you before, I don't know if you said that on the podcast or off, but, yeah, like, I've ne- I'd never done a pitch deck before. So I just fucking made a pitch deck of like 10 slides and it was literally like who, what, where, when, why. Uh. And I was like, well, this is what I'd want to read. And I've like added to it and tweaked it. But, and like w- one of the feedback I had from a few people was like, this is like the most authentic thing I've ever seen. Cause I literally spoke about my mental health challenges in the pitch deck. <laughs> so it was relevant. Instead of yeah. being like, we're doing this. SWAT this. analysis. Yeah, yeah, this is the market. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. And, I feel like it went down pretty well, certainly for the right the sort of people I'd like want to work with anyway, because mm. it was just authentic, honest, and authentic. I think rather than that's the most important like, thing in life. Yeah, just be honest and real and authentic. I think people like with pitch decks that screw themselves because they start believing their own lies essentially. But if you're honest, like you did your pitch deck and mentioning all these things, there is like it just it just comes through. You can't bullshit someone who's who's telling the truth, you know. So it's like. It's the most amazing thing to to be that person and to put in your pitch that well done to you because that's literally what it is. Like if you're just honest, yeah. you get shit done, you know. And if you start making up, like you Google what a SWOT analysis is, and then you have to type it out even though you're struggling to figure out what you have to type out, or yeah. like it doesn't come from the heart and it's not real. Like because I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. Like all, all the business, like it just comes from truth. You know, it's just what it is. Yeah. There's no like blah blah blah. It's not colourful. It's just like straight to the point. Yeah. And it resonates with people. Like that's even what, as far need. as like I swear all the fucking time. I've got oh. fucking in there. Which whatever, like maybe that's rude, but like that's just how I speak. So yeah. like I've had calls with like these fucking investment funds and shit recently and I'll just fucking swear for like an hour. Like not like rudely, but yeah. just like like just authentically, yeah. and I, th- I think in certain cases, maybe I think I should be wearing a suit and fuck and not swear and stuff. But that's just not me. Like yeah. I'll rock up wearing like I don't know green tracksuit bombs. I mean it's a Zoom call, but you know, and like, like in a way, if people either get that or they don't, and yeah, I don't know. I I find the like that the contrast between like the corporate world and like the entrepreneurial side of business very interesting because mm. like you get all these like I don't know people and like fucking generations that are brought up like thinking that you have to wear a suit and you have to speak a certain way and like 
Like classic examples, like lawyers have to use big fucking words in everything they ever say. <laughs> so I just, just say it how it is. Yeah, yeah. There's a really, and like just on that, there's this, you've probably seen it, like this meme chart, which is all over like Twitter. It's like low IQ, average IQ, high IQ. And it's like a bell curve. Okay. You, I'll show uh-huh. it after, you've probably yeah. seen it. But, and basically the idea of this, is you can apply it to like everything. So like s- stupid people will say something really simply. People that think they're clever will use massive words to try and sound clever. Then really clever people will use the same words as the stupid people. And it's the same with like crypto, like stupid people, crypto, oh, it makes sense, it's going up, buy it. Like average IQ, like 110 IQ. Oh, you shouldn't buy it, it's risky, blah, 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 but like save money, all this shit. Uh-huh. Clever people buy it, it goes up. Uh-huh. It's just funny because you can apply it to so many facets of life. And I feel like corporate jargon is one of them you can also apply it to. Mm, yeah. I don't know. It's just it's just funny. Yeah. People need to Google that. Google like bell curve IQ or something. You'll probably see it. It's I'm like it's like those meme faces. That's amazing. It's fucking funny. But yeah, I just just think it applies to to so many things. This is water, by the way, not a shot glass. Just, just saying. Yeah, I think I got a shot glass worth of water. I don't know why I got shot glasses out. <laughs> right, bringing it back then before we wrap up briefly because we go down so many fucking things what is the goal and plan for you over the next I guess firstly like the immediate future but I guess on top of that like like longer term or, um, you, or is it more fluid than that do you not have like exact I, um, things you're trying to achieve I have a goal to just always like wake up happy and like just do good things I, I, I have like certain targets but with the world that we're in today, you never know what's going to happen. Like COVID's just like, it's a bit unpredictable, which is why I came out to Dubai because I didn't want to yeah. risk the London thing again. And so I try not to plan too much far ahead. But yeah, I think I want, I want, to, I want to make the brand like well-known out here now and then Tokyo hopefully next and bring it back to the UK. I think that to, to me is important. And then obviously I have the solar panel stuff launching next summer. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm just building towards that really. And just meeting good people like yourself and just like, just have good vibes around me. That's that's my ultimate thing. That's that's all I want really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sick, what about sick. you? What about me? Jeez. Uh, well, yeah, I wasn't expecting that. Um, I suppose immediate goal is, well, I suppose the broader goal, like, over the next few years is to build the mushroom wellness brand because mm, I, I feel yeah. like that's something like the way I'm coming at it I'll have to send you the, the fucking deck just for reference after this because I'm talking about it I told you this when we met at Soa House the first time I think it's absolute genius and I think you're 10 years ahead by doing this hallucin- uh, mushroom um, uh, business essentially it's going to be the next like CBD yeah. THC weed legalizing in all these different countries because I'm Dutch so we used to sell, well, we still yeah. sell truffles and mushrooms in cultures, yeah. but it used Fucking to be a lot more. And it's like a normal thing, you know, people microdose and like, it's a, it's a normal thing over there. So I feel like you're, you're, you're ahead of the, ahead of the game, I think, which is super interesting. So the people that do want to get involved with you, they're, they're going to have a very exciting roller coaster because it's only going to go up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about it. So yeah, I, I guess like, yeah, goals over the next few years is fucking build that and then see what I can do with this podcast on the side 
But yeah, I feel like that brand is, is, is quite interesting. I mean, I've not even launched it yet. It's fucking pre-revenue, but it's like the intersection of, I can do something really cool, like aesthetically and creatively, because that's where I come out everything from as like a designer. But also like something I'm really interested in, but also something I think the world fucking actually needs. Uh, so it's like, oh fuck, uh, this shit could be huge. Uh, so. It will, and it will be. Yeah, and, and it has like actual meaning to it, I feel like, so it can actually help a lot of people and shit, potentially, so. Uh, uh, Th- that's really the plan. Um, final question then, which is a bit of a fucking typical one, but I always ask it now, it's becoming a thing. If you could give advice to yourself back when you were like 18, 19, 20, like maybe one, two, three, whatever, a few key bits of advice just about life and business, whatever. And and the most important bits, Mm. what would they be with the perspective you have now? Don't be so hard on yourself and have patience and just let the universe do its thing. Like, yeah, okay, like you have to work for stuff, but I I feel like everything's already written out for you. Like it it is like it already is planned and you just got to let it happen, whether it's good and bad. Like don't fight it too much. Like just take it easy, you know, just be, sorry, I'm just Mike. Um, Just just be nicer to yourself because I'm quite, I'm my own like critic. Like I'm I'm, I'm very harsh on myself. I'm very like, go, 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 next, 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 next. And like, you know, and it's, um, I think it's a, a lot of entrepreneurs have it, um, but it's also something that I feel like makes me different to the rest because I push myself beyond, like I really, really push myself. So yeah, the, the advice I'd give my younger self would probably just be, just don't be so hard on yourself. Like just let it flow, let 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 it be. Like and focus on the little things. Like that's and that's another like COVID lesson. Like what's actually important, you know, your family, your friends like being nice and not into this like materialistic like mindset just be just be happy with the little things and then everything will be fine like if you don't if you don't if you don't appreciate the little things you don't appreciate the big things yeah i just said that for the first time but that sounded actually pretty cool that sounded profound yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah i like that yeah that's that's it i'll leave it at that yeah sweet cool all right cool with that um yeah fucking hell 90 minutes easy fires by that's episode 18 Eight, 17? 18 I think um, 18 you said is that yeah. 90 minutes? that's 90 minutes already yeah yeah. it goes by quick um, wow. yeah if you're enjoying the pod subscribe as usual recommend it to a friend I said 52 episodes in 52 weeks I will be doing that um, and yeah hope you enjoyed the episode see you on the next one thanks cheers for, for watching me, thanks yeah it was fun yeah cheers. good to have you on peace cheers for watching bye <laughs>